you so much for being with me today, Sarah Gleason. I, I really appreciate you coming on here to uh, give me some of your time and talk to us a little bit about what you're doing out there at Gleason Bison. So uh, first of all, please introduce yourself and let me uh, hear about your ranch and the journey about ranching so far and what you've been through. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, Gleason Bison was established as a company See, in 2015 um, and 2016 was when I purchased my first 15 bred bison cows. Um, and then I moved that herd onto this property in Southwest Colorado, actually in the fall of 2020. So not very long ago. Um, and it was quite a journey getting here. I worked for several years in marketing and PR first. And after several years of working in marketing and PR, I just felt that I was actually meant to work uh, on the land and with livestock. And so I spent a good amount of time trying to figure out what that meant. Um, was it a you know crop farmer? Was it some other sort of livestock? And um, my husband actually, he was, we weren't even married at the time. He um, said, what about bison? And actually I thought that was ridiculous when he first said that. Um, but it led to me joining the National Bison Association. And then on this really several year journey of getting in touch with other bison producers and just learning and visiting their operations, working different roundups and learning um, while still continuing to work full-time in marketing um, for Whole Foods, uh, later on for the Savory Institute. And then in actually January of 2020, um, I jumped into full-time ranching. And then that fall, moved my herd to this property in Southwest Colorado. And then about six months later, um, developed the meat brand. That is an incredible story. That's, I feel like I can relate because I'm like <laughs> in marketing and PR and just like, yeah. amazing to just switch over to ranching and tending one. That's, so how, how has that been? Like the, the transfer into a new, well, I mean, it's been a couple of years now. Yeah. Transfer like into that career. Totally. You know, um, I am very, very fortunate in that I have an incredible resource base of mentors and advisors. Um, so I was fortunate to get to start by partnership and mentorship through the Triple Seven Bison Ranch in South Dakota, a woman named Mimi Hillenbrand, who is also an AGA member. Um, she's also you know, Audubon certified like I am. She also does um, regenerative verification method called EOV that we do here as well. So um, Mimi was willing to let me buy my first, those first 15 pregnant animals within her herd and then sell bull calves, keep heifer calves, grow that herd within her herd for multiple years before I brought them here. And so, um, the amount that I learned through working with the triple seven, which to me is a gold standard of land management and bison operation, um, Plus this incredible network I had of holistic management producers through the Savory Institute and then just other um, colleagues that are willing to jump on the phone. You know, the bison industry is incredible in that people are so willing to help each other um, with questions, with ideas. So I will say it's been an incredibly steep learning curve. Um, we had the worst drought in a hundred years last summer, my first summer of having the animals here. Um, there has definitely been lots of trials. We have a pandemic, um, you know, it's always great to start a business during a pandemic. Um, so there's been a lot of trials, but that resource base of people helping and advising me has been um, priceless. Awesome, amazing. 
So I saw some pictures going across social media and your website and the land in Colorado looks like absolutely beautiful. Do you have like a favorite spot on your ranch or a favorite time of day that you'd like to share with everybody? Um, the time of day is definitely uh, the evening. I think anybody who takes any sort of photos knows that sort of uh, magic hour, you know, and the sunsets where I am are just outrageous. Um, we have the La Plata Mountains to the north, but we have these vistas and plateaus into New Mexico to the southwest. And when the sun drops behind that sort of southwest horizon, it's just on fire. Um, as far as favorite location, uh, probably wherever the animals are, um, but our north side is really incredible. It's this sort of um, right where the high desert meets the mountains and it's this high desert, you know, short grass prairie rangeland um, that's just really incredibly peaceful and beautiful and um, kind of what I think would be a glimpse of what this land might've looked like you know, 300 years ago. And so that's probably my favorite spot. That's awesome. So I know you talked about a lot of certifications that you guys have. So what made you decide that the AGA certification was an important part of the mix? Sure. You know, um, from coming from a background of marketing, to me, being um, authentic and transparent is really important. I think especially nowadays, the greenwashing is really strong. <laughs> Um, you know, we don't even use the word barely sustainable anymore, right? Now we're into regenerative and there will be something else um, in the future. And especially with bison, with all, with all livestock animals, I think it's very easy to say that you're doing something well, but important to be able to show um, that you are, that you're certified to be doing it. Um, and so for me, being able to tell people that we're not just, you know, there's even places where I go that'll say, they carry grass-fed meat. And when I probe further, it turns out it's grass-fed until the last 90 days where then it's, you know, fed out on grain. And so for me, it was just important to be aligned with an organization that was really authentic in that ruminant animals who were meant to eat grass are actually eating grass their entire lives. And um, having the AGA certification really makes me um, feel like my customers can know for sure that that is what is happening. Thank you for those very kind words about AGA. Um, yeah, you bet. I appreciate that. Now, I want, I, a little further on that note, I saw on your website that it says, you know, at Gleason Bison, we believe that 100% grass-fed is best. Now, why are, why are AGA standards important for the health of the bison, not just the marketing side, but the health of the animals? Yeah, you know, I think, um, we could, we could dig into really the science, right? And how ruminant animals, rumens actually work and how they are meant to digest certain types of feed. And, um, you know, I think it's pretty clear that those, both from a health standpoint from them, and honestly, for me, it's even um, a deeper sort of moral obligation. Um, Carrie Balcom, you know, the executive director of the AGA once said to me, um, when you look at a cow, a beef cow in a feedlot, you can tell that it's lost its soul. When you look in a bison's eyes in a feedlot, you've lost your soul. <laughs> um, and, you know, that sounds dramatic, but when you see, you know, an American bison, I keep looking out the window because I'm looking at my animals. <laughs> um, when you see an American bison on grasslands, 
grazing and rutting and wallowing and roaming as they were intended to do. I just don't know how you could feel good about um, sending those animals to a feedlot lifestyle. So part of it for me is largely just welfare, animal welfare in itself. Um, and then also I just believe in the health benefits of animals that I believe we are what we eat. Um, and if we eat healthy, happy animals that creates healthy, happy human beings. So. That, that reminds me of something I've heard from, uh, from Will Harris at White Oak Pastures talks about like cowboy common sense. And I know it, it's something to the tune of, you know, if you can't pull up a chair and, and drink a glass of wine while you're watching the animals, however you're keeping them, they're probably not in the right space. Right. right. I've heard, I actually heard him say that too. He used an analogy of you can keep, uh, you can keep animals safe, but that doesn't mean that they have good welfare. And he used the analogy, I believe of, you can put a child in a dark closet and it'll be safe in there, but it's right. definitely not thriving. <laughs> So it seems like grass-fed bison, like I have talked to a lot of cattle producers, but I haven't talked to a bison producer yet, even though we do have a few of them. So how, how is raising bison different than raising cattle? Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question. Um, there are very practical differences as far as like the fencing, um, you know, and things like that, or the fact that they, you know, some cattle don't need shelter some do, bison do not ever, you know, need shelter in the winter. Um, and there's like different, you know, just, um, we don't pull calves, you know, there's no assistance in helping bison calf. So there's not like a calving season for ranchers besides seeing who shows up the next day. Um, but from a grazing and management of grass and lamb perspective, it's actually um, very similar in that they are grazing ruminants that need to be managed just as beef cows do. Um, you know, unfortunately, gone are the days where we have millions of bison roaming with wolves moving them in a predator-prey relationship that lets all of that happen naturally. And so it's still my role, just like with beef cows, beef producers, you know, move their animals and manage the land and the grass as necessary. Um, that is still necessary with bison as well. You can overuse a piece of land um, with bison, just like you can with beef cows. Uh, there are some differences as far as, uh, you know, bison wallow, and they create these depressions in the ground that allows for new grass species and water capture and things like that. Um, bison will cross um, different areas, you know, they'll jump, they'll cross different areas that beef cows might not They'll bed down in the high point almost always. They never bed down in low water areas. So there's maybe, you know, behavioral differences like that. But as far as needing a grazing plan and needing to intentionally plan the grazing and manage the animals, that is the same. I have to ask, like what what brought you towards bison instead of cattle? Like when you started when you were starting your operation, deciding what you wanted to do, like what made you say, okay, definitely bison is for me. Yeah, you know, for me, it wasn't actually beef or bison. It was just always bison, to be honest. Um, since I didn't grow up in agriculture and I didn't come from an agricultural background, um, I didn't have a foundation with beef cows either. Um, in fact, I've never actually even worked a branding or a beef cow roundup. My Pretty much my sole experience is with bison. Um, so I think it just started that that love of the species and the animal and it just took off from there. 
And, you know, as I learned more and I met more beef producers and spent more time on beef operations, I love, you know, my beef producer friends too. And I think they do a fantastic job and I am in full support of beef ranching as well. Um, but for me, it was bison. So what makes you passionate about what you're doing out there on the ranch? Oh gosh, that's such a, such a complex question. I think, um, I, to start, I have an innate love for the species itself, for the bison species itself. Um, there is something incredibly powerful for me of watching, you know, the American bison, bison, this keystone species move across this land, um, and graze this land. And so I love the genetic component. I love producing big, healthy, thriving bison calves. Um, so there's a real, bison species component that I'm really passionate about. Um, I'm also really passionate about demonstrating that we can have a positive impact on the environment through ranching. Um, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there right now that ranching and farming is detrimental to the planet. And so it's important for me to be a demonstration of what properly managed land and livestock can do as far as carbon sequestration, drought resiliency, uh, even land productivity when we actually have a healthy relationship in our ecosystem of ruminant animals on the land. So that ecological component is really, I could geek out all day talking about soil health too, if we were doing that. Um, and then largely it's a community component. Uh, for me at the end of the day, it's all about relationships with other people. Um, and so I've had the opportunity to work with students from a local college, um, with uh, an apprentice last summer, which was fantastic, a young woman who wants to be in agriculture, um, you know, providing the healthiest possible protein to my family and my community, you know, that the relationship piece and the community piece um, and connecting people with where their food comes from and with the land um, is super fun. Well, I might call on you one day to talk about soil health. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> because we definitely need more of that. Um, so another thing I wanted to ask you is, how do you believe that the AGA certification makes your product stand out from the competition? Yeah, I just think that um, it's a little known fact that um, the large majority, you're talking 95 plus percent of bison produced in our country is actually grain fed or grain finished. Um, and so that means, right, there's like maybe 5% of the bison that you can purchase and consume in our country is 100% grass fed. And so I feel like calling that out um, is really important. Thank you. Um, one more quote from the website that I picked up that I thought was just beautiful. It says, at the core of Gleason bison is a deep love, appreciation, and respect for the American bison a passion and commitment to have a positive impact on our environment and a deep connection to the people of our community. The desire in all our management decisions is to weave the relationship of the animals, the environment, and the people together, resulting in an intimate knowledge of where your meat comes from and the essential role of the animals in creating a healthy ecosystem on that land. Now that is what AGA is really all about. I mean, that is what we represent. Can, can you tell me about what that means to you? Yeah, it almost sounds like a marketer wrote that. <laughs> um, but it is, it is authentic. Like that is actually, um, it's the reason I do this. You know, it's the reason I get out there and um, 
fight through snow and chop ice every day in the winter and, you know, work in 95 degree heat fencing for eight hours a day in the summer, you know, like all of that sort of um, less, very less glamorous um, part of ranching um, is because I do believe that the animals on the land in connection with humans creates this beautiful symbiosis. And I think that um, there's healing, there's health, um, there's all sorts of incredible benefits that come when you connect all three of those pieces, you know, the animals and their health and the land and their health and humans and their health and well-being. Um, and so I just want to be able to use both the company, the land, the animals, the whole thing that I'm doing out here um, as part of a, a role of creating health and all those different components and connection. So arguably the most important thing we have to talk about today is where can we get our hands on your product? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, right now you can order on the website, like you probably saw, I sell quarters, halves, and holes to individuals. Um, and then you can also purchase Gleason Bison Meat on Rep Provisions, R-E-P Provisions.com. It's a really cool brand. They actually source all of their stuff from um, regenerative grass-fed producers. And Gleason Bison is currently the only bison that they have on their um, website. So definitely support that way. And they ship for free anywhere in the country. And then if you're ever in the Durango area, um, Sunnyside Farms Market and James Ranch both carry Gleason Bison products. So, and if anybody has any questions of, you know, wanting to try it or do something different, they can always email me through the website. So you heard it here first, you know where to get the best grass-fed bison in the USA.